0: 97.1 FM, The Drive, presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. Outside of Buddy Holly himself, no other artist has done more to make a pair of black-framed eyeglasses cool than Elvis Costello. And when you think of the first of the new wave sounds coming over from England, you have to think of Elvis Costello at the forefront of a style that was at first different, then trend-setting, and of course, undeniably all his own. This English rocker with Irish roots on his father's side has always made music his way, making his mark on rock history in the process. Now, If you enjoy this episode, help us out with a like at the end, or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. In so much of Costello's music, and indeed in his own persona, there is a nod to American pop culture, places, people, and things from the West that sparked his imagination. His stage name, of course, is a nod to the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, at least in part. Born in 1954 in London, he was christened Declan Patrick McManus, and he came by his musical gift naturally. His father, Ross McManus, was a singer and a trumpet player who played in a big band and even released a cover of the Beatles' The Long and Winding Road under the stage name Day Costello in 1970. His son used that name, Costello, as well. He actually went by DP Costello until a manager suggested that he drop the DP for Elvis. Between taking the King's name to finalize his stage name and wearing those Buddy Holly glasses, Elvis Costello managed to allude to two of the most legendary American rock and rollers with his very presence. And that was before he even sang a note on record. By the time Costello was 20, He was singing in pub bands in England, and even had a song in a TV commercial for Lemonade with his father. Dad sang lead, and he sang backups. And shortly after that, he was signed to London-based Stiff Records on the strength of a demo tape. In 1976, he began recording his debut album, My Aim is True. And while it drew critical acclaim, it wasn't released in the US which made Costello upset enough to do something drastic. He was arrested for busking outside of a music convention in London, where he knew that international executives from CBS Records would see and hear him, protesting the fact that his music wasn't released in the States. The spectacle worked, because within just a few months, he was signed to CBS Records in the U.S., and his first top 40 hit in the U.K., Watching the Detectives, was added to the U.S. release of the My Aim is True album later in 1978, and finally was released as his first single in the United States. It was the first time he experienced any kind of chart success in America when the song appeared on the Hot 100. He has said in years since that it is his favorite song of the first five years of his long and successful career. The song itself came to be after Costello spent a long night listening to The Clash's debut album, transfixed by the reggae beats that he was hearing in the music. He spent the entire night listening to that album on headphones, drinking coffee to stay awake, he says. And that's where some of the reggae sounds on the song come from. Lyrically, the song is so interesting because it is rooted in old American detective shows. A film noir influence dames and gangsters gumshoe detectives flickering across a TV screen an influence straight from America a young Steve Neve would join Costello for the recording of the song and would later become a part of Costello's backing band The Attractions Neve, a piano player and composer who was only 19 years old at the time was tasked by Costello to give the song a Bernard Herrmann feel, because it was a song about detectives. Now, this was no small task, because Bernard Herrmann is one of the greatest film composers that has ever lived, having scored films like Psycho to great effect, with sharp musical jabs just where they need to be in the picture to tell the story. Somehow or another, they pulled off the sound that Costello had in his head to Costello's satisfaction. With Andrew Bodner on bass and Steve Golding on drums. With Costello, of course, on lead guitar and those distinctive vocals telling the story in the song. A cynical story about watching old detective movies on TV. The song's lyrics unspool a second story. And they start like this. Nice girls, not one with a defect. Cellophone shrink-wrapped so correct. Red dogs under illegal legs. She looks so good that he gets down and begs. She is watching the detectives. Oh, it's so cute. She's watching the detectives when they shoot, 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 shoot. They beat him up until the teardrops start. But he can't be wounded because he's got no heart. And here the song breaks. And one wonders if it's just the detectives on the screen in the story that haven't the heart to be wounded, or if it's the situation in the living room that's the real heartbreaker. The girl ignoring him, fascinated by the TV. And it continues. Long shot of that jumping sign. Invisible shivers running down my spine. Cut to baby taking off her clothes. Close-up of the sign that says, We never close. You snatch a chill and you match a cigarette. She pulls the eyes out with a face like a magnet. I don't know how much more of this I can take. She's filing her nails while they're dragging the lake. It's just so clever what Costello did here. The lyrics conjure images of doe-eyed dames and cold city streets with places that never close. Even the cigarettes that are a hallmark of old detective shows but they also tell a tale of a love interest who is completely indifferent to any and all true affection. The chorus repeats, and then the next verse comes in. You think you're alone until you realize you're in it. Now baby's here to stay, and love is here for a visit. They call it instant justice when it's past the legal limit. Someone's scratching at the window. I wonder, who is it? The detectives come to check if you belong to the parents, who are ready to hear the worst about their daughter's disappearance. Though it took nearly a miracle to get you to stay, it only took my little fingers to blow you away. So here the story has reached the ultimate scene in any thriller. Someone dies, whether real or imagined. A crime of passion that leaves putting the pieces of the crime up to the detectives on the case. And the song ends with the chorus, a picture of a sad and lonesome narrator who fronts that he can't feel the pain. Just like watching the detectives, don't get cute. Just like watching the detectives, I get so angry when the teardrops start, but he can't be wounded, cause he's got no heart. It takes a strong songwriter to pull all of those lyrics together and tell two stories at once. And Elvis Costello not only has that essential gift, but also the incredible voice to carry the tale on top of the odd timing of the music in the song. But then again, he learned from his favorite masters of craft when it comes to singing. A diehard country music fan, he once famously told none other than Johnny Cash that George Jones was the best country singer in the world. To which Mr. Cash replied, You're right. It's that study of influence and his ability to craft wild and heartbreaking tales that put Costello in at number 80 on Rolling Stone magazine's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time lists in 2004. A multiple Grammy Award winner, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2003 a distinctly American honor that he must have only dreamed about when he was arrested for protesting the fact that his music wasn't heard in America back in the late 70s. He's collaborated with everyone from Paul McCartney to Brian Eno to Johnny Cash to T-Bone Burnett and more. And his music has appeared in countless TV shows and movies, a fact that made his late father, who passed away in 2011 at the age of 84, quite proud. Long from the days of the London pubs, this artist with a gift for storytelling, befitting his Irish roots, has made his mark on the world. Buddy Holly Glasses and all. I'm Janda and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on all these podcast episodes. If you liked it, leave a review, give it a like, or better yet, tell a friend. And If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow Behind the Song podcast on TikTok, and thank you for being a part of the Behind the Song family. On the way, a song about a car by one of the most powerful rock bands of all time, and much more classic rock and roll.